Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. My buddy Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider from The Athletic, is bothered by the fact that we don't allow goalies to fight anymore. He remembers Day and Joseph <laughs> as, as a youngster, and he's with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And I see, as I look at The Athletic here, that Jeremy Rutherford posted a story three hours ago on The Athletic. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, I, I definitely do uh, remember Day and Joseph, and it's funny you say that because last night, as you're writing the story, and you try not to, you know, go overboard, but you're trying to make a point as to what a wild night it was. And so, Randy, I have a line in the story that says, you know, last night, Bennington and uh, Flurry, it almost made us forget Shevel Day and Joseph. And I had a fan this morning in the comment section say, we're never going to forget that. How could you say that? <laughs> well, obviously, no. No Blues fan will ever forget that night. <laughs> it was the stupid Red Wings and their insufferable fans who we should have punched out that night. <laughs> and it was right at the beginning of the game, and it was a rivalry, and it was a line brawl. It was old-school great hockey. And we were actually listening to the the audio earlier. T- Ken Wilson with one of the great hockey calls ever. It really is. Were you at that game? No, I was no, at that I was game. I w- it, it's unforgettable. It was wild. Brad McCrimmon coming out of the penalty, or, and uh, Cummins, Jim Cummins, both came out of the penalty box after they had put him in there. It was wild. It was great. This is what hockey should be. <laughs> it was great. I think I was working at Red Lobster back in the kitchen in those days, and I, uh, taped, the, I, I taped the game. Brooke, that's when you put a VCR tape into the VCR <laughs> and, and you tape it. And, uh, and I watched it about 1 o'clock in the morning, so I, I do recall it, but... But what a wild night. Gosh, when you got a job where you go to the arena and uh, you have no idea what's going to happen. Last night was definitely one of those nights. In fact, you have to prepare. You have to plan a little bit. So I was uh, initially writing a story about Craig Berube and, and uh, kind of showing some appreciation for what he's done. I actually sat in the first period in Tom Stillman's box and was talking to him about Craig Berube. And I figured, oh, I'll go back to my computer and write a story about uh, Craig Berube. And then I looked down on the ice and all heck breaks loose. And I realized, oh, that, that's <laughs> Good story. Story. <laughs> might go another day. Jeremy, I was old enough for VCRs and stuff like that. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Well, I asked, I asked John Kelly about this earlier, and I want to ask you as well, because it seems like national fans and local fans are kind of divided on this. Jordan Bennington stealing the show last night. He has those fiery moments. We've seen them a lot. We saw it last night as well. Do you think it's more for his game when he does that or for the team's game and trying to amp them up? Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Obviously, he needs it or he wouldn't do it. And obviously, because you know we haven't seen it two or three times, we've seen it seven or eight times, right? So <laughs> you know, I think he, 
he probably needs it. But when you do talk to him, he says uh, he, he feels like he's trying to feel out the moment, you know, what, what does the team need? You know, and I've spoken to his uh, agent, Mike Liute, who uh, Randy and everybody's familiar with, the former Blues goalie, and he said, hey, you know, he knows what makes him tick, and he tries to pick his spots. I guess the problem is, the problem is there's been so many times where you're watching it, uh, let's just say you're a national fan or you're somebody you know watching around the league, and you see it, and it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't mean anything. You know, he doesn't lock down the door and, and shut out the game and win the game. And then everybody kind of looks at it as, why is he even doing this stuff? And, you know, so last night, let's just say that he fights Flurry. And let's say that uh, it's this world classic fight and everybody's going nuts. Everybody's talking about it. And then Bennington locks down the door and, and the Blues come back and win the game. Well, then I think it's viewed a little differently. I, I think it's the way these things sometimes turn out for Jordan Bennington that just gets everybody outside of St. Louis and some people inside St. Louis shaking their heads. You know, JR, I think one of the things that when you're talking about national media, they're not watching every game, so to speak. So when you're watching the Blues every single night, you're seeing that teams are, are constantly in his face, in his crease, and, and no one responds on the team accordingly, as opposed to when Blues are in opposing goals face, you got four or five guys pushing them out. Could that level of frustration be setting in for Jordan and him saying, you know what, you all aren't going to stand up for me. I have to stand up for myself. Yeah, I think there could be an element of that. Now, Jordan Bennington has never said, even off to the side, hey, i got to do it because nobody else on my team will. I've never heard anything like that. But when you see a goaltender have to do that for himself, you know, it lends you to, uh, to, to wonder. So last night, that's exactly what I asked uh, Braden Chen. I said, you know, hey, in that type of situation, when guys don't respond – Jordan has to uh, do it himself. You know, is it a situation where maybe you guys didn't see the play? And, and Braden Chen said, yeah, we just get scored on. We're kind of looking into the clouds. We're upset that we gave up a goal. All of a sudden you turn around and you see it's going on. So, you know, I don't think it's that teammates don't want to respond, uh, but I think that it's happened so many times that it's legit to question it. But, you know, you see what Braden Chen does after the fact, once he realizes what happens, is he tries to, to take on Hartman and fight him. So, you know, I think that they, they, they want to help him. It just When you're watching the games, it's happened so many times that you have to wonder what's going on in that situation. JR, what's great about this for the Blues is that it was an entertaining, memorable loss. And I don't think the Blues are going to be able to get into a situation where they can get the top pick in the draft. But it's a game in which Blues fans at the building got their money's worth, but they didn't get any closer to jumping up in the standings. Yeah, I've seen so much of that, Randy, this morning, just flipping through the phone, uh, that people are saying, uh, I'm glad I was down there. I'm glad I stayed up and watched it. And I'm even more glad for the loss. <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's, that's where Blues fans uh, are right now. So, uh, yeah, it would have been interesting to see the Blues get a goal, couple goals and come back and feed off that Bennington and, and then probably would have had some uh, upset Blues fans that they won. What about Jakub Verana also? Of course, this all gets buried in what happened with Bennington last night, but you have to give props to him. I mean, he got stitches, and then he was out there on the ice and had the bubble on. But still, what about his performance? Yeah, Brooke, so yesterday I was uh, walking down outside the locker room and did not know what happened to uh, Verana. I yesterday wasn't uh, watching the ice when it happened. Uh, but uh, So I'm walking through the lower bowl, and you've been through there before, and all of a sudden here he comes walking towards me, and I look, and like his face is just covered in gauze and tape. And So you kind of ask around and find out uh, what happened there. So he got 25 stitches hmm. in the face. He caught a stick, I'm sorry, a skate. I think it was Alexandrov caught a skate in the face and, and, and cut him. And so uh, he gets the uh, fishbowl 
comes out and skates with that over his face and two beautiful goals that he scored last night. Now that when he scored those goals, that's when I was sitting in Tom Stillman's box and he was just marveling. He was like, he, he's got to wear this fishbowl forever. You know, like, <laughs> this is great. But yeah, so he's had a couple moments, I think, in his short time with the Blues. But uh, that speed, that shot, that uh, execution last night, that was probably the best we've seen him. J.R. Lawson, all the chaos last night was uh, Bujnevich playing center again and getting three goals. What did you think about his performance? Yeah, just terrific. Uh, you know, it's it's a loss, and it's a big loss. You know, 8-5, you look at the scoreboard. Uh, but if you're stepping back, Kerry, and thinking big picture about this team, you already know that you got a good player in Bujnevich, a guy that you can build around. And more and more, you're seeing a guy who can, uh, who can play the middle. And I think that uh, – with Buchnevich, you're always going to be able to move him back to the wing, and we saw that last night. Craig Bruby did that as well, and he had that uh, that goal with uh, Kyra and Thomas, uh, but uh, gets the hat trick tonight, and you know, obviously, uh, Buchnevich and the Blues wish that would have been in a six to three win as opposed to an eight five loss. Uh, but I think this point in the season, with where the Blues are at, uh, you got to think big picture. And Buchnevich continues to show you that he's that guy. If you don't have uh, Jeremy Rutherford's book, "A Hundred Things Blues Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die," you should get it. You can get it on Amazon today. Jr. It seems I recall that the Brendan Shanahan mouth being cut open story. 100 point, uh, yeah, 100 points, 50 goals, 200 penalty minutes. That story is in the book, correct? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't recall that uh, that Brendan Shanahan was wearing a bubble when he came back with like 140 <laughs> stitches that ripped off his lip. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was. Yeah, you guys know that uh, famous story where he's, he's in the back and uh, Kelly Chase is kind of egging him on to get back out there. And, and I think Mike Crusoe of the Blues told him that uh, he was a few penalty minutes short of, of becoming one of the uh, first or second people in league history to have 50 goals and a couple hundred penalty minutes. And so uh, Brendan Shanahan went back out on the ice and, and fought Keith Kachuk, right? So that was uh, a situation that uh, he did not have a bubble. Uh, but you know that the rest of the story, Randy, is he, go, he goes to the bar with uh, Kelly Chase afterwards and Charlie Spoonhauer, the, the former Billiken coach, Said Kelly, I wish uh, I wish your buddy didn't get hurt. I wish we could see him here tonight at the bar talking about <laughs> Brendan. And Kelly Chase says, "Oh, he's here." And Brendan Shanahan turns around and he's got the beer pressed up against his face. So, <laughs> I sit down. And another part of that was uh, they were. It, it was a long time ago. I think it was 1994, so a, a really long time ago. And uh, Shanny is laying on the training room table. Says to Chaser, "Oh, I look." <laughs> Chaser goes over above him and says, "Well, I'll tell you this: more chicks for Chaser." <laughs> more chicks for Chaser. Oh man! Also, real quick, you ran into Ric Flair last night too. Did it, did he wish that that battle had between Mark Andre Fleury and Bennington? So, Brooke, last night when all that's going down, as a writer, you know, you guys know as media members, you're thinking, "What do I got to do? Who do I got to talk to?" And I think, "Oh my gosh, I got to talk to Ric Flair." So I text somebody and I said, where is Ric Flair? And they said, security's taking him down the elevator right now. You're probably going to miss him. But if you want to catch him, hurry. So I took my Chris Farley butt running down the stairs and through elevators. And I'm trying to find Ric Flair. And this elevator opens up and there he is. And I jump on and I'm standing next to Ric Flair. And I asked the person next to him, hey, do you mind if I ask him a question? They said, if he's willing. So I turn and I say, hey, Mr. Flair, what would you think about that? Brooke, I think he mumbled something with a drink in his hand for about two minutes. I, I didn't catch most of it, but at one point he said, hell yeah, I wish they would have let him go. But uh, 
Uh, then he went into uh, a bunch of other stuff that. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was, uh, so that just goes, that just goes back to what I'm saying. Little did I know when I woke up yesterday morning that I'd be interviewing Ric Flair on an elevator at midnight talking about a, a goalie fight between Bennington and Marc-Andre Fleury. That's awesome. <laughs> JR, you're always the best. You have great work up at The Athletic about last night in Jordan Bennington. People should check that out if they don't have a subscription to The Athletic. They should go get that today because we use it all the time. Have a great day, sir. Thank you. Yep, you guys too. Thanks. Yep, Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider from The Athletic here on 101 ESPN.